Hi, I'm Bailey. And I'm Danny. And I've got a question for you. Are they there yet? They are! <laughs> we are. Maybe! <laughs> Hi, friends. We are brought to you by us together in the one place together at once. If our audio sounds weird, it's because we're recording on one microphone because for oh, once in a podcast chance, we're in the same room, in the same area. Which is very weird. This feels very odd. <laughs> this you feels know. odd. I'm normally looking at Danny through a computer screen. I usually... And now I can reach out and physically touch Ew, them. Ew, gross. <laughs> I usually avoid looking at Bailey while I tell my story because it gives me anxiety to look people in the face when Valid. I talk. So this is weird. Yeah. We're sharing one microphone because this room is a little echoey and we're getting feedback from the mics. We're recording in my childhood home, so that's weird. So if you hear any weird noises, it's because there are probably ghosts in here. Makes sense. It yeah. adds to the festivities. It is the festivities. It sure is. So today, we are in the great state of Colorado. Col- I've never My been. Dude. <laughs> I've never been. I also have never, I've always wanted to go. Everyone seems to vacation, everyone from the South at least, seems to vacation to Colorado to go skiing. So they're all skiers. <laughs> they all and see snowboarders. They are all just gym bros. <laughs> I think it's just because we grew up in an almost rich community. That's true. We did grow up in an almost rich community. I grew up just like right out of poverty. So I was not matching the level <laughs> of everyone around us. So everyone else got to go on fun vacations and I was at home. I think our high school had a very high, vast. That's true. The richest of the rich, but then also very poor. dirt poor. <laughs> and I mean that not in like a nice way, that's just the facts. Yeah. Yes, very much. Our, our little community has dogs in it. <laughs> You're probably hearing that. Yep. Um, <laughs> our little community has grown very quickly and a lot of like suburban people have moved in who have a lot of money but this is a little farm town at its core yeah it grew a lot i remember it being a lot smaller when i was a kid yes for sure i always was like i grew up in a small town and everyone's like "Mm, no you absolutely did not but but like i did it's just not small anymore not at all now that's a weird jump cut wasn't it (laughs) yep so i uh let the annoying screaming dog back in that was my dog I let him back in the house because he was causing an absolute ruckus. I thought putting him outside would help. It certainly did not. So, yeah. Small town, big town. I don't remember what we were talking about. There was a weird cut and yes. we're just going to let it happen because I'm pretty sure the banter before was nice. Yeah, I liked it, I think. <laughs> anyway. So we're in Colorado. Colorado. And people around us vacations there. Yes. All that to say, we've only heard of Colorado. Not sure if it's really <laughs> real. <laughs> I think Jamie's been. Okay. Okay, so it it's secondhand might be real. Potentially. I think. I can't even confirm that she's been. Yes. So. My memory's a little shaky. The reality of Colorado is iffy. Anyway, I have some fun facts about Colorado. Let's go. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if you Google fun facts about Colorado, <laughs> this is the thing that comes up from, I think, Colorado's, like, website. So it's the mountainous area of Colorado is six times the size of Switzerland and contains 
9,600 miles of fishing streams, 2,850 lakes, and over 1,000 peaks that are at least two miles high. Colorado contains 75% of the land area of the United States with an altitude of over 10,000 feet. A lot of facts right there. I know. I lost it. <laughs> Moral of the story is lots of things are happening in Colorado. I feel like there's a lot. It's, I, only, I think of the Rockies. And that's yeah. it. Mountains. I mean, yeah. Mountainous area. I think of mountains and weed. Yeah. I do. <laughs> that's about weed. it. <laughs> weed. Yeah. Because I feel... Wasn't Colorado like, the, one of the first, first place to like, legalize? Because I remember being a kid and my family may or may not being potheads. Don't, don't quote me on that. And... Um, won't confirm. Will not confirm that information. And... Uh, well, okay. My dad smoked weed. He's dead, so you can't arrest him. Uh, <laughs> so, dad smoking weed, right? And I remember being excited for him because... <laughs> Colorado has a place to go me. now. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, dad, you can go to Colorado. Uh, he did not go to Colorado. He died. <laughs> anyway. Insert moment of silence. Moment, rest <laughs> in peace, <laughs> dad. So, yes, yeah, uh, six times the size of Switzerland. That's fucking bonkers to me. But yeah. Switzerland um, feels big. Switzerland does but feel big. But in Colorado, it's not that big. I mean,. If, it doesn't feel that big anyway. That's true. If you compare, like, the United States to most European places, it's very comically large. Yeah. So that makes sense, I guess. Um, my favorite professors, they're married. I won't say their names for privacy's sake because I, I didn't ask them if I could mention them. <laughs> but they moved to Colorado, and I love them very much, and, I'm, and I think they're going to do great there. So that's when I know So if Colorado. they exist, then Colorado exists. That's true. Wait a minute. Have we solved it? I, I guess Colorado must exist. It's got to. Uh, my husband's best friend also lives in Colorado now, so I guess it has to exist. Mm. Unless they all lied and they're going to, like, Utah. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say an alternate dimension, but Utah is even better. <laughs> that is an alternate dimension. It's a whole different situation there in Utah. I can't wait until we get to Utah. <laughs> Utah's going to be a trip. I wanted to move to Utah Ew. this time last year. What's in Utah that you wanted to go to? There's some very beautiful mountains. I guess so. And true. a really talented uh, tattoo artist. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of tattoos, complete side note. I got my first tattoo yesterday. And it's cool. I like it a lot. She's tatted. I'm kind of a bad bitch. It's like, whatever. So <laughs> I'm kind of the coolest person you know. So. I've had a tattoo for a while now. Don't worry about that. I have a septum piercing and a tattoo, so I'm really cool. <laughs> I have more piercings than you do. They're just not on my face. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've had a pissing contest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about Utah. Back to Colorado. My oldest sister was actually born in Colorado, if I have that fact correct, I believe. So that's pretty cool. That may um, have been mentioned earlier in an I, episode. I believe that was mentioned at the end of the Arkansas episode. I got lost in that one, and I feel yeah. like I cut part of it out. I think so. <laughs> I remember listening back, and I was like, I feel like we talked more there. I think we talked more there, but I was like, I don't want to reveal too much of your family history. This is true. So I, That's, cut, I think I cut part of it out. I talk a lot, and it probably should be cut out. Most of it. Uh, like that part about the weed? Probably, probably cut that out. <laughs> at least not the dad part. Again, dad is dead. You cannot arrest him. Try. I fucking dare you. We haven't said where we are physically. It's fine. That's true. It could be legal here. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Anyway, the Denver Broncos are my mom and sister's favorite football team. Football? Is it the... Yes. <laughs> I think it's football. I don't know anything. <laughs> I just know that they're their favorite. 
I forget Denver's, Denver is in Colorado. It feels different. Yeah, it feels like it's but the own, Denver like, airport is the yeah the big one. It's kind of like how sometimes I forget Chicago isn't its own state. <laughs> right. It's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Denver airport, good uh, segue there. Weird on route. Horse. On yeah, on route to the Denver International Airport, there is a big blue horse statue. They have nicknamed him Lucifer because of his red eyes. So he looks like a demon. He's kind of scary. He's very scary. At first, when I was Googling things, I for sure thought this was one of the cryptids that I could do. Lucifer was a cryptid. <laughs> yeah, I totally thought it was a cryptid. It certainly is. comes not. alive at night and it like attacks people. I wish. No, it's just really, it's actually, it's history is really sad. Um, I didn't look too deeply into it, but making this horse, several people died. Like, um, it's just a horse statue. It's a really big horse statue. Oh, is it? I have no concept of like. Oh, it's gigantinormous, Bailey. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I simply will not. It's a very big horse statue. And I, I know of one guy. I wish I knew their names because now it feels disrespectful. Um, one of them died, They're I think. Dead, when... it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> one of them died, I believe, making like the hooves or something. And one I know for sure died the head fell and landed on him, killing him instantly. That's kind of scary. That's is it really that big? It's really big. Wow. I have to look up how big this thing is. How think... big Lucifer? <laughs> such a weird Google search. 32 feet tall. Uh, I have no concept. You said That's that. how big he is. Yeah. Sure. He's big. I would. I, 32 feet? Anything could be 32 feet. I'm 32 feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... Past six, past ten foot, I like I'm clueless. I've got nothing. I've got yeah. no reference to. Size. I think of things in relation to how tall I am. So I'm like, I'm almost six feet tall. So that's like, I'm bad at math. Like four of me. The door frames are normally eight foot, and that's about my reference. Yeah, yeah. So Lucifer is like four Quick maths. Three, three, eight, three door frames. Four. <laughs> I'm really bad at math. Quick math, my head, no, I have, I didn't retain any of that. And that's it for the fun facts. Eight times three is in the 20s. So it's 24. Good. Right? Maybe. Oh my god, four. It's four. It's four door frames. Four door frames. That's a lot of door frames. It feels like a lot. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Have we gotten through our facts? Do yeah. Do have any more facts? Those are all the facts I have. I think the Denver airport may be the home of um, the Illuminati, too. Really? That's a fun fact. Oh, I we, like that. We'll, we'll talk about this later. Oh, yeah. We'll get to the Illuminati someday, I'm sure. <laughs> so. So. We'll dive right into mine. Ooh. Spooky. In the mountains of Colorado, where, in summer woods... Why am I reading like a Robert Frost poem? <laughs> <clears throat> Two words diverged in the yellow path. Or in the mountains of Colorado, where in summer the woods are becoming infested with tourists, much uneasiness has caused... Has caused... What? <laughs> has, sorry. In the mountains of Colorado, where in summer the woods are becoming infested with tourists, much uneasiness has been caused by the presence of the slide rock bolter. This frightful animal lives only in the steepest mountain country where the slopes are greater than 45 degrees. It has an immense head with small eyes and a mouth somewhat on the order of a sculpin, running back beyond its ears. 
The tail consists of a divided flipper with an enormous grab hooks, which it fastens over the crest of the mountain or ridge, often remaining there motionless for days at a time, watching the gulch for tourists or any other hapless creature that may enter it. At the right moment, after sighting a tourist, it will lift its tail, thus loosening its hold on the mountain, and with its small eyes riveted on the poor unfortunate and drooling thin-skid grease from the corners of its mouth, which greatly increases its speed, the vulture comes down like a toboggan, scooping its victims as it goes, its own impetus carrying it up to the next slope, where it again slaps its tail over the ridge and waits. Whole parties of tourists are reported to have been gulped at one scoop by taking parties far back into the hills. The animal is a menace, not only to tourists, but to the woods as well. Many a draw through spruce-covered slopes has been laid low. The tree has been knocked out by the roots or mowed off as by a scythe where the bolter has crashed down through from the peaks above. So what you're telling me is this motherfucker hungry, hungry hippos his way down that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an excerpt from Fearsome, Critter of the, Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods with a few desert and mountain beasts by William Thomas Cox. That's I believe guy. we spoke about it in the previous episode. Um, it's a collection of stories and tales from lumberjacks in the late 1800s and early 1900s. The book itself is set up like a field guide of sorts with the images and quote-unquote scientific names and information yeah, about each of the creatures mentioned. Um, this book, I believe, is the first written account of Colorado's famous slide rock bolter. A big whale mountain man. I will say, side note, um, I forget, I think I forgot to say the scientific name of the cactus cat in the last episode. It is Felinus intoxicatus. That makes sense. And I thought that's, or no, inebrius, that's what it was. Felinus inebrius. And I thought that was very fun. I don't think I wrote down the scientific name of this creature, but it's, it's, one, it's somewhere um, that I can pull up in a minute, towards the end. Nice. Um, as you may have gathered... Uh, the slide rock bolter is a sort of land or mountain whale. Mm -hmm. It was said to resemble a finless dolphin with small eyes, a massive mouth, and hand-like hooks on either end of its tail flipper. It is larger than a blue whale, according to the first sighters, with a gray-brown coloring. It appears on the mountainside as a large, smooth rock. So once hidden, mm. it is not easy to spot. Interesting. So it just looks like a giant bolter boulder you know i would think you would be able to see a giant whale it looks but, like a large rock but it's got all those things going on with it like the hook tail and the but it's kind mouth. of like is it like it kind of looks like a weird shaping rock especially if its eyes are closed and mouth is shut oh it's good for him <laughs> <laughs> um according to legend it must sit on a mountainside with a slope of 45 degrees or greater as if it's too low of a slope, it will not be able to get enough speed to make proper descent down the mountain. Mm, not enough to slide. How it knows it's greater than 45 degrees, I have no idea. And why we have designated 45 degrees, I couldn't tell you. We could say 36 and it'd make, mean the same to me. Yeah. I mean, 45 is... Does he like a, have a built-in compass situation going on? Were those a thing back then? That's a really good mathematical compass is not, <laughs> not geographical. Like geogra the, 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 yes, sure. The other compasses. That's and, that. And, yeah. <laughs> it waits for people, usually unsuspecting tourists or rookie lumbermen, to come by. 
Once it's always it's, the unsuspecting tourists. <laughs> always the tourists. Once its victims are in range, it lets go of the mountain with its tail and rockets down, oh. mouth wide open. Uh. Uh, I feel like it makes that sound. It doesn't. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must have sounded so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so anything in its way, trees, animals, or humans will be consumed upon. Yummy. It usually has enough momentum. This is why it needs the 45 degrees. Um, has enough momentum to shoot up to the top of the next mountain, sinking its grab hooks, and the game begins again. It's so like a roller coaster. You come down, and then it brings you back up. Like that one mobile game where you're a little, like, fish bird, and you go down the mountains, and you shoot up, and you have to see how far you can go? Are you talking about Angry Birds? No. Not that one, and not Flappy Bird. I was thinking Flappy Bird at first. It's not Flappy Bird. It's no. a different one. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. It was a, it was a pivotal part of my middle school career. It's basically like a like a to me it's roller coaster or uh, ski slopes or that, ski yeah, jumps. Yeah, like the a, uh, the inertia. Sure. Adrenaline? Adri- no, not adrenaline. Momentum, inertia. There it is. Mm-hmm. One of those. Yeah. Um, we sound incredibly uneducated. <laughs> we always do. We were theater and communications majors. I promise, I used to be smart. <laughs> I used to be like top of the class, you know, making yeah. really good grades. You see where that got me. Yeah. So, so as you can imagine, uh, this thing causes incredible destruction. Yes. Uh, people gone, trees gone, animals gone, rocks all down the mountain that we don't need. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. You can you can kind of it leaves like a slime trail of destruction behind it. Oh. Ew. Uh, Cox said he's got some sort of saliva that slickens him. That's disgusting to me. <laughs> that was the only account that I. <laughs> no one talks about that other than Cox. <laughs> I love that. So supposedly, uh, I don't know what year this was. I couldn't really find the year. Um, supposedly a park ranger had seen enough of people go missing and the damage done that he decided it was time to take on the fearsome beast himself. going to fight him? Kind of. So this park ranger was in charge of maintaining land in the San Juan Mountains, which is a section of the Rockies, um, specifically including... A 13,119-foot summit known as Lizard Head. You just said that number so flawlessly, and my brain didn't even comprehend it. 13,119. There we go. Got it. (laughs) I couldn't comprehend it. I really, like, studied that for a second, like, before I said it. I'm so bad at reading numbers. Numbers are hard. (laughs) (laughs) So this ranger, this park ranger, planted a fake tourist in the valley, a.k.a. a Colorado guidebook, and a Norfolk jacket, which was an expensive jacket that only like tourist, like rich rich tourists would wear. Mm, yeah, um, he used that to bait the bolter. Good. The jacket itself was stuffed with dynamite. <laughs> so when the bolter made its attack, it resulted in an explosion so large it flattened half the buildings in Rico, Colorado. According to Cox, those buildings were never rebuilt. Mm. Did he ever consider that something else? set off the dynamite yeah um, we'll get into we're about to get into that good because because that my dear friends however short is all that there really is to know about the bolter Hmm. Uh, whale land whale mountain whale rock whale rock whale rock lobster sorry nope uh, it kind of just slides down the mountain and eats everything in its path. Um, so let me pose this question as well. 
yeah. if mostly rock and not mostly whale, <laughs> <laughs> and if eat rock when go down mountain, cannibalism. Uh, um, I was waiting for you to harmonize, and then you didn't. Uh, <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm a bad music student. Um. Yes. Good to know. Okay, you can go. But on. I think it's mostly whale. Mostly whale. Interesting. If it exists, if it if it exists, I think it's mostly whale. Okay. How whale get in mountain and survive without water? Mammal. It has no legs. Yeah. And no one's ever touched it, so I couldn't tell you if if it has fur. Has anyone ever like seen it though? Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. The well, park ranger killed it. Okay, but I don't believe the park ranger for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I actually have not been able to find sightings of the bolter occurring after that event. Oh. Um, So maybe, just maybe, the ranger was successful. And we have no bolter. There was no evidence of a bolter being killed. Maybe it just disintegrated in the explosion. (laughs) Discerned. (laughs) Is it kind of like a like a, a situation with the oh my god what's his name ground mm, potentially where they sent we sent it, it off quote unquote I didn't hear anything about that there was no other note about this attack mm-hmm. an explosion other than it tore down some buildings in the nearby town sure it did or maybe there's a whole um, pod <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? what else called. I mean, a group of dolphins is definitely a pod. I feel like it's... I wrote pod, and then I questioned what is a, a group pod of whales, whales? called. Because I meant to look that up, and then I didn't. Well, orcas are a kill... It's a murder. Oh, you're right. That's so fun. I love that about them. Anyway, so is there, is there a species of uh, whale mountains still living in the Rockies? Who knows? Are you looking it up? I'm sure looking it up. It, uh, a group of whales is commonly referred to as a pod. Okay, yes. great. I was right. Among other names, like humans. Or is it a murder of crows? Murder of crows. That's what it That's is. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I just made killer whales more... Um, more scary. They're already terrible. They're aggressive. They're, uh, but they're also kind of cute. And kind of sweet. And they're not whales. They're no, dolphins. They're, they're dolphins. They're dolphin-esque, at least. Anyways. Um... So, with the story of the slide arc bolter existing and devastating the town of Rico, we can kind of speculate some theories on how and why the bolter came to be. Because we have a specific town, we have, like, historical evidence of this town and, like, the history of this town. So we can kind of go from there. According to one source, um, Wandering Whale Road, it's a WordPress site, um, the buildings of Rico were never, were not flattened. By an explosive attempt to thwart a monstrous whale, but fell into disrepair following a dramatic economic shift that happened to the town shortly before the story of the bolter was recorded. Uh, we have a window open and we're near an interstate, so if you're hearing cars... Don't you worry about that. It's, it can stay open, it's fine. It's so hard to close. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. We're near an interstate and there's loud muscle cars on Yeet. the road. Yeah. <laughs> So, the town and land of Rico was originally designated to the Ute people um, by the treaty. It was designated to them by the Treaty of 1868, but when gold was discovered in the region, American miners flocked in and illegally planted roots of their own in this territory. Oh. Um, 
Um, the Ute people spent several years trying to protect their land from invasion by gold-hungry prospectors, but their representative, Ore, and his wife, Chipetta, were manipulated into ceding 3.7 million acres of land by Felix Bruno, uh, chairman of the board of Indian commissioners, who never followed through on his promise to return their captive son in exchange for the American right to mine in the San Juan Mountains. Once the Bruno Agreement was signed, American mining operators began in earnest. Oh, hold on. So he stole he his son? their son and said, I'll give it back if you secede. It, him? Did I say it? <laughs> We're gender neutral here. Um, <laughs> stole their son and refused to give him back and unless they seceded a shit ton of land and then when they did he didn't give them their son back wait what are you with the son i don't know i don't like that i don't like it either but yeah no they didn't they didn't give him back uh, that hurts my heart um so now we have rights quote unquote rights to move into the mining business and move into these mountains and this territory and start mining. So at its peak, the town of Rico had a population of 5,000, but as the Earth's supply of gold and silver diminished due to overmining, mm-hmm. the population would drop to 811 people. Oh, that's a drop. It is a drop. The area wouldn't stay untouched for long, though, um, as lumber would soon be moving as the, into the dominant resource of the area. Yeah, of course. Um, of course, the act of deforesting and tearing down trees was a violation of the aforementioned Bruno Agreement because we only allowed miners to come in and destroy our land. And now we have lumber men coming in and destroying our land. Mm. But when the Ute people tried to retaliate, um, they ended up being pushed and expulsed of the land, um, leaving the Rockies ripe for the taking. Great. Americans are great. Really good people. To the native people. Really awesome. And they just asked really nicely. And they, and they said, made sure, a compromise. friends. And... You know, like how Thanksgiving well, like works. Thanksgiving works. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. So all of this to say, the lumbermen moving into the area following the miners may have seen the remnants of mines and thought them to be dilapidated for natural-ish reasons. Mm-hmm. The other side of this story, because the, the, this theory is one but also two parts. So we make up this creature because the land is destroyed because of some creature and we don't think about the mines or we do think about the mines and now we're going to try to create a story. Mm-hmm. So the, the other side of the story um, is that is a bit more deceitful um, and intentional of the lumbermen. Areas of Colorado were quickly being stripped by the efforts of deforestation, and it was reaching the ears of others across the United States. Following the news and shock, there was a fairly large um, conservation movement because we tore down trees very fast. Yes, we did. So there's a fairly large uh, conservation movement out on the East Coast, so it's no surprise that the Bolter reportedly favored the taste of tourists over lumbermen. Mm, Of course he did. Um, so was the invention, quote-unquote invention, creation of the slide rock bolter a creature from the minds of greedy lumbermen who wanted to explain the damage done to the lands and scare off those who wanted to protect it? Mm. 
That's a good one, yeah. The other explanation remains still as a folktale from lumbermen of the 1800s, but it's a little less evil in its nature. It's a little less intentionally evil. Ah, good. Um, according to one source, um, well, no, I skipped a, a section. So there are thousands of landslides and avalanches in Colorado every year, as in approximately 2,300 occur every year. So 2,300 occur every year. Holy shit. That is a ton of avalanches. And according to one source, um, most of them and the worst of them did occur and strike mining communities in the early and late 1800s. Mm -hmm. So there was a ton of avalanches happening at this time, even more so than maybe what we were seeing today. Yeah. Um, these travelers are not unfamiliar with the woods and lumber, but they are some of the first people to explore the Rockies outside of natives, of course. So I honestly don't know how familiar they would have been with avalanches. Yeah. I could see where a mass of snow and dirt and rock barreling down the mountain could appear to be some <laughs> giant man-eating creature to those unfamiliar. Or it is still... Um, a creature to ward off a tourist, but in mm -hmm. more of a um, nice, meaningful way. Like, hey, don't go out there. There's creatures out there, but really we're just talking about avalanches. Yeah. Interesting. I like the theory that uh, it's just a bunch of dummies who are like, ah, rocks and stuff. Where's Must be a whale. <laughs> whale. Yeah, that's a weird one. I don't know why we want Must be a land whale. Maybe it's because of the size. I don't know if there's any other creatures Yeah. at the time. I don't know. I guess my first because I'm modern, my first reaction would be like, there's a bus coming down, you know. There are We didn't have, maybe a train. Yeah. Why we didn't think a train? I but get, there's no tracks. Yeah, there wouldn't be any tracks, I guess. It's like the movie Spirit, where the train comes off the track, and like, the horses have to pull it up. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly we said train like moving down the mountain, and that's what my brain picture. Yeah, exactly. Precisely like Spirit. <laughs> um, so yeah, the slide arc bolter. Um, not real. How do you know? It's a fearsome critter or creature, which is a, it's a, it's basically lumberman folklore. It's American yes. folklore. Um, so there's a bunch of these. The cactus cat was one of them. Yes, he was. So it's these a phenomenon we're experiencing and seeing that we're just kind of trying to explain away. Yeah. I think. So that's kind of what they are. Dogs really had to bark just then? They, they did. Really did. And I'm going to hope they didn't hear it. If you heard it, cool. We have dogs. I don't even know whose dogs they were. I don't think they were our dogs. I, they probably were. <laughs> cool. Nice. So, mine. Hey, Bailey. Bailey. Have you ever been just walking around at night, maybe through the woods, your backyard, or more likely a scarcely populated parking lot, and you just have that like gut-sinking feeling? Somebody is watching me right now. Of course... 99.9% .9 of the time, it's just a weird sensation. You turn on your car, you drive home, you jam with Spotify curated 2000s country playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Yes. But what if it wasn't? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that may be the case. If you happen, just so happen to be in the lumber woods, aka hide behind country. I've never been out there, so I think I'm good. I think you're probably safe too. Um, so the hide behind is a fearsome critter, aka fearsome creature. Uh, some argue that this is in fact not a cryptid because it's of the lumberjack folklore of North America, 
which includes the creatures like the squonk, which we might talk about. That's a Pennsylvania one. The hoop snake, the rumptafussel. They all have really fun names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the so, slide rock bolter. The slide rock bolter. Um, so yeah, it's what Bailey was talking about earlier. It's that kind of, you know, oh, it's because, because they're North American, like, kind of tales. So it's less, I don't know. To me, the definition of cryptid is a creature of unknown origin and like of unknown like validity. We can't prove it, but we can't not prove it. Exactly. So to me, they're all cryptids. I feel like cryptid it's like the it's square versus hypothesis. yeah, it's a square versus a uh, rectangle situation. Uh, okay. That yeah. Makes sense. So, um it's th this kind of cryptid guy. He lives in the logging country. So that's like I've seen one map that literally just like highlighted the entire northern part of the United States. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, pretty much. Um, but namely like Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Colorado. The yeah. one we're in. Uh, so yeah. So the hide behind is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. He's terrifying name. Creepy name. Creepy as hell. Um, so well, the Dark Watchers also had a terrifying name, and, and they seem too right. much. They're all um, right. I will say that this one does a little bit more than the Dark Watchers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what does this guy look like? Well, you see, you can't really nail it down because he's got a, a conceal, don't feel kind of approach to things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, it's very hard to get a glimpse of this guy, but. Here's, here's some general vibes that people have said. Either they have seen it and this is what he looks like, or this is what he must look like depending upon what he does. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's wraith-like and vaguely humanoid. Okay. Always. Always. <laughs> those, are, those are the creepiest ones, the human-like ones. Um, the body of this creature is undeniably slender. It's able to conceal itself behind a variety of trees. So I have seen, uh, one of the sources I saw said uh, down to 10 inches of tree. So not in a swong. Not in a swong. She's a skinny legend. She can get behind like three inches. That's true. She she can squeeze behind bamboo. This guy can squeeze behind just a, a decently thin tree. Me too. <laughs> That's a lie. I need like an entire redwood. <laughs> one whole redwood. <laughs> so additionally, one would guess that it is to have fearsome claws in order to do what it does to its victims. I um, like that. Here's a quote. The hide behind could be mistaken for a bear, except that it walks bipedally and stands behind, nope, stands around six feet tall. It's extremely thin and covered head to hoe. Head to hoe. Head to hoe. <laughs> a head to toe in long, dark hair. It's, quote, arms are a little short, but have long, sharp claws on the end. The, quote, legs seem rather short, too, and have some dangerous claws as well. The face isn't visible beneath all that hair. Okay. It just so, sounds like a bear. It does kind of sound like a bear. Here's the thing. Um, I was imagining, like, Slenderman, rake-type creature. I'm fine with a hairy man. This is kind of like a very skinny, hairy man. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Okay, that's but also, less terrifying. So this black fur uh, is said to be thick enough that its front and back are interchangeable, and its face, if it has one, is unknown. So it's kind of like um, cousin it. Okay. Or like uh, what is it? The thing is that what that is? Just a hair hair yeah. creature. Hair creature. Um, yeah. Uh, it's also said to have a tail, possibly, 
Who um, wouldn't know? That looks like that of a French sheepdog. So a kind of curly, fuzzy tail. Sure. Yeah. Not curly, but like wavy. Okay. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Bad descriptors. Uh, for someone who doesn't have a visual memory, that's probably very difficult <laughs> to understand. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the vibe. Think tall, hairy, weird, weird man. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what's this guy do? I've kind of hinted at it. Um, I don't think he's an attacker. He is quite an attacker. He is nocturnal. He waits in the lumber woods at night for a lone lumberjack to wander around. Uh, or it could be just a lone person in general. Not necessarily lumberjack, but this is a tale for lumberjacks. Yeah. So Bailey's looking at images of this man now. and Yeah. This is, is this pretty much the vibe? I mean, that's an alien. Yeah. Sorry, um, one of these images looks like an alien. This, where'd it go? This one. Yeah. That's what I was kind of getting at. And that's the northern part of the United States all highlighted. That's where he's from. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he's nocturnal, waits in the Lumberwoods for a lone person, namely a lumberjack. Uh, once target is locked, he stalks locked his prey. Loaded. Locked and loaded. He stalks his prey and will follow closely behind you. If you sense it and you turn around, it moves with a fantastic speed behind a near tree to conceal itself. Some mm-hmm. say, you know, trees as small as 10 inches. So this guy can kind of shift sizes, mayhaps. Did you just get taller and thinner? I feel like that'd be fun. <laughs> like a slinky. Yeah, kind of like but a slinky. But a slinky doesn't shrink. I guess like... a slinky doesn't shrink. Um, like slime. You yeah. Like stretch it up. I can see that. Yeah, kind of. I would hope that he's kind of a... <laughs> a fly just flew in Bailey's face. And... <laughs> oh, that was funny. But yeah, kind of like a slime man. That kind of... That's fun. Um, yeah, so he kind of just stalks you around and hides behind trees. Which when does is kinda, that attack? He's kind of like shy, kind of like, ooh, I'm not even here. Um, but then once it's finally able to get close enough to its victim, so once you stop, once you feel comfortable and you know you stop kind of turning around looking for it, I'm in the woods, I'm never comfortable. This is true, but but once he's able to kind of inch close enough behind these trees, mm-hmm. um, he will instantly gouge out the stomach and intestines of his victim. Quick death, quick death. Um, quote, he uses his claw-like arms to disembowel unwary loggers, pouncing from its hiding place with a terrifying laugh. Sometimes, hide-behinds, peal of laughter is enough to scare the prey to death before they are ripped open. Mm. Um, so, and then the hide-behind will feast on your raw flesh. Uh, and assaults of the hide-behind were so instant that even if not completely deadly, the victim would just die of fright alone. Okay. Honestly... You know, quick death. This is not the most terrifying one. You know, I I do think that like the there's scarier... something about physical attacks. I'm fine with mental uh, yeah. attacks. The rake being like like psychological. I hate that. is spooky. This guy, I mean, he just like gets you. Although the psychological like torture of being stalked without realizing it, or like feeling like you're being watched but not but no one being there, that could be kind of creepy. I feel like that all the time. That's true. I always feel like I'm being watched. Sometimes I act like, especially when I was younger, I would act like there were cameras everywhere, and I would act, I would act like I'm being watched, like being like, "Oh, I'm I'm just washing the dishes," like a, a documentary. <laughs> anyway, nobody needed to know that. So the hide behind, um, <laughs> he actually can fast for seven years before eating, so that they find the perfect little man snack. I don't feel like he needs to wait though. I feel like the at least in the older days, the they were pretty crowded. Yeah, there there would be just 
tons of single travelers wandering the woods. Um, but also, if it if it's taken a little too long and he's a little bit peckish, he's a little munchy. Uh, he will also eat grebs, grebes, grebs. Um, they're a waterfowl, kind of oh, duckish in appearance. Gotcha. I have um, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a duck, kind of. Nice. Uh, and they'll eat their intestines instead. So they'll eat like okay. several of them instead of one like human man, you know. Okay. So essentially, you hear those leaves a crunching behind you, and you're fucked. But I don't like the sound of the leaves. Yeah, the leaves crunching, and then you're like, "Who's that?" And then there's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how do you deter this guy? A flashlight. No. Darn. You get mad, Liddy, my guy. <laughs> Drunk. Yeah. So fortunately, does the alcohol like sour the taste? I well, uh, so they loathe the smell of alcohol, mm. and they're said to not enjoy the flavor of an intoxicated flesh. So to say, I feel like. I feel like there's a cannibal out there who has said, like, it's recorded somewhere that, like, they didn't like alcoholics because of the taste of the flesh. Yeah, I think so. There's also, um, bring it back to tattoos, I remembered Jeffrey Dahmer, I believe, said that he did not like the taste of tattooed flesh. It made it taste bitter. Um, so get I, tattooed. Yeah, the ink, has, ink having a flavor makes sense. Yeah. So if you get tattoos, you know. He, I, I, I believe you don't quote me on this. I believe he would like actively avoid tattooed individuals mm -hmm. because of the sour it's taste. Also, oh no, I guess he didn't dispose of his victims. I was gonna say tattoos are very identifiable. But he That's kept true. his victims. He, yeah, that was weird. Anyway, we're not gonna talk about him anymore. <laughs> that was a weird, bad, bad man. Uh, yeah. So they hated the smell of alcohol. It was said that just one bottle of beer was a guarantee of total safety. In high behind country. Nice. Um, so one beer's not that bad. Exactly. Um, so there are warnings that a hide behind might disembowel someone before noticing that they had intestinal alcohol. So, oh, so if you're not actively ideally, drunk, ideally, yeah, ideally, a good state of inebriation is required. If I'm out in the woods, I'm probably drunk. <laughs> if you got me in the woods, <laughs> you probably got me. Probably <laughs> Sorry, I feel I feel fine. I feel great. Honestly, this guy not a big deal. Not a big deal. If I just get to have, I just have to get just absolutely poor drunk. Yeah, just blackout. Okay, never been that way, but I feel like it'd be. A fun I could do it. I'd be. Yeah, I can get there. I'm gonna take shots tonight. That wanted me to. <laughs> Warren, <laughs> he's will you take a shot with me? I was like, it depends. And he was like, it's called a peanut butter and jelly shot. It's peanut butter whiskey and grape soda. Oh, oh. I was like, I, I was like, it's I'll intriguing. try it. Yeah, I'll try it. I would. I have had a shot of just straight peanut butter whiskey. Sounds gross. It's just whiskey, so it kind of burns. I would say it sounds like whiskey. Um, but yeah, so that one's really fun. I like, I like that part of it. Um, some do say that this is just an excuse for lumberjacks to get drunk in the woods. <laughs> Valid. I would too. So they just like made up this tall tale to be like, yeah, wife. I actually like. Have, have to, to be drunk so I don't get attacked. <laughs> like when I when I come home, I'm going to be just just awful, just terribly drunk. And I just want you to know that that's because I was I was trying to stay safe for you, baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and then I added here in my notes, Cactus Cat would be good to have around for this one. Yeah, because you just you just hold hands with Cactus Cat. Is, is the Cactus Cat Cactus Cat drunk enough to ward him off? Oh, I'm sure Cactus Cat is drunk enough to ward this guy off. Question. Mm -hmm. Would a drunk cat 
smell the same as a drunk human? Or is it just the smell of alcohol in general? Oh, that's a really good question. Is it like human alcohol? Like, or is Well, it I guess does alcohol? cactus alcohol have a different scent? I guess so. I'd like to theorize like it's alcohol in general. Like, because you know when you smell yeah. alcohol, you're like, oh, alcohol. Doesn't matter what kind of alcohol. That's liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that TikTok. I can't replicate. I can't replicate that TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to think that if you like, you know, had one of those cat backpacks with the bubble. Cute. I want one. Somewhere. Yeah. And you put cactus cat in it <laughs> and walked around the lumber woods. I think you'd be fine. So you don't have to get shwasty. You got to find a uh, a really. You got to find a really intoxicated cactus cat, which is not hard. You just have to. It's it's a travel. But yeah, I guess it is. But would they? You'd have to keep. Cactus on you, though. Yeah. Because if you're going from the desert to the woods. Exactly. You'd have to keep something to keep that cactus cat plastered. <laughs> I'm glad we're having this conversation. This is where this goes. Yes. Uh, so pop culture alert is what I have written in my notes. You. Uh, there's a lot of references to the hide behind in pop culture. Like a ton. So I have a few noted here. Uh-huh. So one is actually, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, the, the hit show Gravity Falls which was definitely way too creepy to be on a kid's channel, but that's yeah. fine. Um, Gravity Falls had an episode titled The Hide Behind. Um, and they also mentioned The Hide Behind vaguely in, I think, two or three other episodes. Huh. Um, but that was in, tw- uh, no, that wasn't in 2016. That was a different thing. Don't think about 2016 yet. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, for, um, in the Gravity Falls episode, it was like Dipper went to go find the hide behind because it was like it's not sure if this thing is really real or not and he like tries to leave the woods being like mm, i guess it's not real but it's actually stalking him the whole time ah. hiding behind things yeah was gravity falls a show about cryptids i think it kind of was i don't it gravity falls was coming in as i was going out yeah it was right at that time i, I like i was watching a, a couple episodes uh-huh. like there's a halloween and july episodes where they make jack-o'-lanterns with watermelon yes yeah, I remember. That's that. all I remember. Yeah. So, I I no, think it was practically a cryptid episode. <laughs> Not for the pod. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> um, so, another one, one of my faves, is in 2016, now I can think about 2016, uh, the official Harry Potter-themed site, Pottermore, by J.K. Rowling, released a news story about the Wizarding School Ilvermorny, mm. uh, which featured a hide behind in it. So, it also, it featured other, like, cryptid-esque because uh it was like american so it featured yeah. other um like uh lumberwoods uh creatures it included all, like thunderbird is the thunderbird name of Bur- <laughs> thunderbird. <laughs> thunderbird is one Ooh. of the houses yes and so it's puckwaji yes uh That's which where is, I've heard that before. uh may or may not be a delaware cryptid we'll see um but yeah so that's one of them so that's cool um yeah, so they called it a nocturnal forest-dwelling specter that preys on humanoid creatures. Uh, but yeah, so that's cool. Uh, it was also found in Fantastic Beats, Beasts and Where to Find Them. The book of the movie. The revised edition. So I'm the assuming book. the book. Yeah. So yeah, and then it because also... Because they made a whole separate series. Yeah, they, there's Based a lot of those. One book yeah. that's a textbook in... It's a weird... That, that was really weird to me how they did that. But... And there's, there's like, three of them, and there's a whole other, like, universe. I think universe. Might be four now. I think it might be... Yeah. Because there's, like, a Dumbledore one now. We don't... Like, J.K. Rowling, so I don't know how... I've not seen any of the yeah, quote-unquote no. new Harry Potters. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, so The Hide Behind is also featured in a 2006 horror-slash-suspense novel, and it's of the same name. It's called The Hide Behind. 
uh, by Charles H. Snellings. Snellings is a very fun last name. Could be. Then there's one I'm going to give you a full review on. So there's um, <laughs> The Hide Behind Short Film by Parker Finn. So this short film has a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. So I watched it. It's about 10-ish minutes. It's on YouTube. Yeah. So look it up. Well, I just typed in the hide behind a second ago. It, it comes up. up. Yeah. Um, so my review. It starts off pretty pretty decently. It's a short film, so obviously it's like condensed themes. Yeah. Um, but it's a guy in the woods and he's limping, right? He's and that's like one of the main themes is he's limping, he's hurt. He starts calling out to the woods because he hears like cracking and stuff like that of the of the leaves. Nope. And he was like, Hello, nope. Someone there, I'm I'm hurt. Help. Uh, and then he sees this like cloaked. You know, attract other things. I Don't know do that shit. He ha he finds like this cloaked creature, um, and this is where my first complaint comes in, where the depiction of the hide behind is like literally nothing like the actual hide behind. Mm. So we're just using the namesake. I think that's kind of what it is. Is they kind of heard of the hide behind and they're like mm, inspired by you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So it's it's a cloaked figure in kind of like a burlap situation, and. Um, he it, he was spooky, so it was kind of spooky. Um, and I would say that it was well filmed, but the acting not the best. I have written here. This isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's your complaint. It's not funny enough. No, but that's a direct quote this from this a... man in the woods. Oh, okay. I thought that was your like review. <laughs> Imagine if it was. This horror film is not funny enough. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so this hide behind disappears behind trees instead of like really hiding. So it kind of like, like, gotcha. That noise, like a sure. kind of thing behind the trees. Yeah. Um, and then I say, this man runs very well for a man who could barely walk at the beginning of this <laughs> because he, he approaches the Short hide behind. Exactly. He approaches the hide behind and it like starts scurrying away from him and then eventually starts hiding from him and then eventually starts going after him. And then when it goes backwards. Yeah. And then when it starts going after him, he starts like bolting and he's not really struggling that much. Then he trips over a thing and that breaks his ankle again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Then he proceeds to uh, hide behind a tree from a creature who oh. hide behind trees. Yeah. Short film logic. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the end of it. Horror movie I, logic. Exactly. The end of it is just he's hiding behind this tree and then the hide behind of course like peeks behind Blech. it to get him uh and the face on this thing and this was not the hide like the real hide behind obviously because it had a face uh but the face on this thing disgusting horrifying nope i'm not i'm gonna show bailey right no, here you're not oh I, ugh, I exited out of it damn it good no i didn't <laughs> i don't want to know i'm sleeping in an it's oh, like a mask. Okay. It does look like a mask, uh, but I firmly, firmly hate it. It's not dark enough. Yeah. That's having <laughs> a, like dusk. That's true. It wasn't like late at night for him. It was like a yeah. sun was setting situation. Um, yeah, it was creepy, but not quite the hide behind to me. So there's my review of that short film. That was a man in a clown mask. That was a man in a clown mask. That's the 2016 clown sightings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but yeah. What a time. That was very odd. Anyone else remember that? Or is that just me? a very weird year. Yeah. We were all outside because Pokemon Go was released that summer. Ew, weird. Yeah, Pokemon Go was that summer. And then they were like, you can't go outside anymore because of the clowns. And the clowns. And then Trump was elected. But 
Also, was that when Harambe died? That might have been when Harambe <laughs> died. Or was that 2012? I don't know. A lot of things happened in 2012, too. When yeah, did Harambe was... die? Because <laughs> that was also um, Coney or whatever? No, that was a different thing. Coney 2012? Oh, yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, no, Harambe was 2016. 2016. I need to get my pop culture references straight. Um, but yeah, so there are some theories about what the hide behind really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, of course, as as is every story, this could just be a warning story to keep Lumberjack safe. Being like, because, you know, there are a lot of things yeah, in the woods. Yeah, stay drunk while you're cutting down <laughs> trees. <laughs> okay, not that part. <laughs> So <laughs> this is how you properly use our safety equipment. First, get drunk, get drunk, <laughs> get plastered as all get out. You yeah, know, so lumberjacks have a lot of things to worry about in the woods. Yeah, bears, all kinds of shit is in the woods. Yeah. Okay, the woods are a scary place. Wolves, bears, very scary. Oh my, uh, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, but Not hopefully lions. no lions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So it's just kind of a warning story to be like. You have to look out behind you in the woods. Like, be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, then, of course, my favorite, which is the lumberjacks made it up as an excuse to get schwasty. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that theory, personally. Um, but then there's my second favorite theory, <laughs> which is just one source that was like a cryptozoology source. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't believe in the hide behind. The hide behind is probably... Probably the the explanation for the hide behind is that they were just seeing the local Bigfoot, and the hide behind isn't real. They were just seeing the Bigfoot is. <laughs> yeah, so the hide behind is not real, but they were just seeing a, a nice, gentle Bigfoot, and they got confused. I I think yeah. that one's my favorite. <laughs> that makes sense. It is a Bigfoot esque creature. It's Bigfoot esque, but with like a fun little twist, and that's why I chose it. And I in my mind, it was different enough from a Bigfoot. Yeah. To excuse me choosing I think, it. I don't think Bigfoot attacks that often. Yeah, no, Bigfoot's a, a very bro kind of guy. He's like... He's kind of post up. <laughs> and Literally all he does is pose for the, for the camera. He's honestly a glorified model. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that is the story of the hide behind. Not as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, he, he definitely makes himself... I was very worried we were going to have another rake, and I could not... Yeah, I cannot wait for another rake, to be honest. Please don't. I love a good creepy one. Like a really I think this is the only time spooky. that we're ever going to record that I get to go back and sleep in a place with other people. That's true. So I could have made it the creepiest thing in the whole world. But I chose to make it, like, surface level creepy, you know? Yeah. He's not that spooky. He's in an area that I'll never go. It's very easy to have alcohol in my system i would say it's very easy to avoid this guy (laughs) for me personally yeah i think i'm okay one i'm not there and two if i ever end up there i might as well be drunk so yeah yeah so there's um hungry hungry hippo whale and there's shy guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is the um no i guess he's goopy that that, um mcdonald's purple character yeah him but he's he's not furry he's, he's goopy yeah let's say he's drippy he's kind of yeah. leaky yeah so once again the moral of the story is don't be alone no bad idea stay safe out there coloradans <laughs> coloradoans coloradans i have no idea stay safe you're in danger <laughs> yeah, yep stay safe don't go out in the woods alone 
always and forever, never, ever, ever go into the woods alone. Why would you? These are all in the woods and they all attack single travelers. If you're going out of the woods as a single traveler, stop it. That was me smacking you on the back of the hand. Quit. <laughs> stop right there. Stay home tonight. Eat some popcorn. Watch a movie. Watch the hide behind short film. Don't go get eaten by the hide behind. Yeah. Well, I've been Danny. And I've been Bailey. Bye. Bye. <laughs>